It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? I am uh, trying to wake up from what I just watched. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the preseason is over, uh, mercifully. Um, The fourth preseason game just ended, so we'll... uh, We'll kind of we'll go play by play and break that down with Terry. <laughs> no, <we won't>. um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right. So before we do that, MuseumMiracles dot com. Terry and I write covering the Titans for SB Nation. So you can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at J Morris MCM. Terry's at T Lambert FB. Uh, you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search out Locked On Titans. Subscribe to us there. You'll get the newest episodes as soon as they are available. All right, so I didn't get to watch much of the final preseason game, so I'm going to kind of kick this to Terry to let let us let him give his thoughts on it. Uh, I was watching a eight U baseball game, which I think was probably more exciting than than the final preseason game. So, give us your impressions of four quarters of Luke Falk. Uh, not good. <laughs> um, he uh, he played the whole game tonight. Um, he he didn't do anything catastrophically bad. But he never got anything going. Um, you know, it took three or four deep shots that were just not even close. Uh, the guy's just bad. He he just he doesn't have it. He never got it. Uh, I don't think he's got a chance at sticking around. Maybe he lands on the practice squad. But you know, even then, there's probably more capable guys out there that you can get. So uh, interested to see where he lands actually. But I, I know it's not going to be on this 53 man roster. So. Um, starters didn't play any at all. Uh, it was Daylon Dawkins getting the bulk of the work for the Titans offense. I think he had 17 carries for 50 something yards. Um, just not a lot to take away here. Uh, Dawkins looked okay. He, he looked shifty like he always looks, but, uh, the offensive line was not very good. Uh, they didn't really generate much push off the line of scrimmage. Uh, and, you know, you look at these receivers, Cameron Batson made a couple of plays, but they were all kind of handicapped by Luke Falk. So um, didn't really get any answers in, in that way. Um, but, yeah, uh, preseason is over. That's my main takeaway. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say I don't know why the preseason is four games anymore. I, I just uh, You can accomplish this in two or three games. Uh, you can have your dress rehearsal in game two. Uh, and, and kind of have your your preseason week four game move to week three. So there's no reason to put everyone through four weeks of this. I mean, tonight around the NFL was just brutal. Uh, nobody in the stands. It's just not a good look for the league, um, who who still charges a, a pretty penny to get into into the gates of these games. So uh, I, I'd like to see that visited pretty soon by Roger Goodell. Yeah, and you know, this year even, so many teams didn't do what you've seen in the past with the third preseason game. Uh, you know, starters playing into the second half. I mean, that, that kind of was the standard the last few years, but, you know, we didn't see that with the Titans. Um, there were some teams that still didn't even play their starters. You know, like a guy like Todd Gurley didn't play the entire preseason. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. And really, I was here, I can't remember who I was listening to, but they were talking about how teams are doing more of the joint practice things like the Titans did with the Bucks this year. And that a lot of coaches are putting even more weight into that than they are preseason games. So it seems like if you could, you know, if you could get one of those, and the Titans have had one, I think, 
pretty much for the last five or six years. Um, you get one of those, get a couple of preseason games. I mean, that, sh- that that should be enough. I don't know that that'll happen before the next collective bargaining agreement, whenever that is. I think it's a couple of years out still. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think that that's something they definitely need to revisit. And, you know, just a league that has some image problems anyway, I mean, I, th- I think that would help them. Uh, quickly back to Luke Falk. You know, it, it's just funny. The conversations that we had when, when they drafted him and whatever, I mean, we never had a, a lot of hopes for that guy. But, you know, there was just conversations about, hey, he's going to be the backup next year. Um, you know, they, they won't be able to cut him and sneak him through the practice squad and blah, blah, blah. And it's just funny we've seen this play out now, and it's like, I mean, I don't even know if they want, like you said, I don't even know if they want him on the practice squad. It seems like there's other guys that are going to be cut, you know, either tomorrow or Saturday that are going to be better. So um, I don't think think they're going to have to hide him. I don't think they're going to be, you know, holding their breath, worried that somebody's going to claim him in 24 hours after he gets cut tomorrow. So, um, yeah, it's over. That's good. (laughs) On on to week one, you know. So that's, that's, uh, like I said, that's the biggest takeaway from this game. All right, so what we're going to do next uh, is kind of go through a a 53-man roster projection, um, just kind of as it stands right now. Um, Obviously, the Titans have until Saturday at 3 to get down to 53. Uh, You know, no first cut anymore. But last year, we did see John Robinson let some guys guys go on Friday and then the the rest on Saturday. So we'll see if that's how it plays out again this year. But we'll kind of give you our thoughts. Before we do that, we're going to tell you about MyBookie. We've talked about MyBookie a lot. Um, great place to go if you're if you're the betting type. Uh, if you want to wager on sports, they got everything you could want there. They got good lines. They got you know good lines before games, in game lines, everything. College football obviously starts this weekend. If you want to get on that action, and with the NFL kicking off next week, there's no better time to do it. And again, the biggest thing with them is if, if you win, you get paid. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll give you the runaround, trying to get your money and all that kind of stuff. But that, that's not the case at my bookie. So mybookie.ag, check them out. The other thing that we talk about a lot, their mobile site is awesome. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download an app. You just go there to their mobile site. Everything that you need is right there. It's just like it would be if you were on a laptop or desktop. Uh, if you join mybookie now, uh, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code Locked On. That's how you activate the offer. Again, that's promo code Locked On. Visit mybookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Matt Williamson brings the scouts' perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah that's what threw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3 what's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted and he got better I thought this past year which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so looking at the offensive side of the ball, uh, and Terry and I kind of talked through this a little bit before we came on, but 
obviously with our prior conversation, I, I think that it's safe to say that they're going to only keep two quarterbacks. Um, those quarterbacks will be Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gabbert. That was the that's the plan all along for that to be you know how this played out. Then it was just a matter of could Luke Falk push enough that they had to keep him on the active roster and not you know not be able to put him on the practice squad. I don't think they have any problem getting in there now. So I, I don't think that that position warrants a lot of discussion. Any disagreement there? Nope. Two quarterbacks for me. All right. Moving to running back, this is where it does get a little bit interesting because they could just keep three. Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis, David Flillen are all making this roster. Um, but when you've got Henry and Lewis as your, you know, 1A, 1B starter, um, you've got Flewellen, who, I mean, I think if they needed him to carry the ball 10 or 15 times in a game, could be fine. If if Derrick Henry went down, you know, Flewellen could step in and, and at least be a serviceable back. The problem is, if you just keep three, if Deion Lewis gets hurt, so much of what they want to do on offense is going to be centered around what Deion Lewis can do. If he gets hurt, neither Derrick Henry nor David Flewellen can fill that role. That's why I think that they end up with four running backs, and I think Akram Wadley is the fourth back. I agree 100% with everything you said. Uh, I, I don't like the idea of keeping three simply because if Lewis goes down and you're stuck with Henry and Flewellen, I don't like where that leaves you. So I think you got to make your decision. I guess it's Wadley or uh, Dalen Dawkins. And I, I just I, – I, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that we've heard more out of Wadley. Uh, I, I know Dawkins got more work tonight in the fourth preseason game, but I, I don't know how much that means. So I'm going to go with who I think is the more talented guy in Akron Wadley. Did I, did Tillery do anything tonight? I don't think he did. Okay. Because that's a guy that, I mean, again, not a guy that you want to be counting on or anything, but a guy that was with Matt LaFleur last year. So some familiarity with the system could be a guy they want to get on the practice squad just in case something, anything happened. But I, I don't think he's a guy that's going to make the active roster, but I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around um, just kind of as, as a little bit more insurance at the running back position because we know how often those guys get hurt. All right, moving on to wide receiver. You've got your your four locks there, Corey Davis, Richard Matthews, Taewon Taylor, Tajay Sharp. You know, it's funny. There was There was talk at the beginning of camp that Tajay Sharp could be a guy that doesn't make this team. Uh, I don't think there's any <laughs> doubt at this point that Tajay Sharp is going to be on this team. And obviously, you know, just the circumstantial things, but um, with really nobody behind him stepping up, um, with Rashard Matthews missing as much camp as he did, you know, Tajay's been out there the whole time. He's the only – I mean, I guess Taewon. Taewon and Tajay are the only receivers that have been out there the whole time. Corey Davis was down for a little bit. Again, we don't know if it was injury or rest or, or whatever – but, you know, Taewon and, and Tajay were the guys that were consistently out there. So there's your four. They're going to keep five or six. Um, I think right now I would lean toward them keeping six. But what they do with the next two is is, is going to be interesting. In my opinion, before, you know, Nick Williams got hurt last week against the Steelers. Before his injury, I thought he was a, a pretty easy shot to make this roster. Not because necessarily of anything that, that he's done great, but he's seemed to be the guy that's been in the right place, has done some good things, did some good things in that first preseason game. With Michael Campanaro going on injured reserve, I think that just opened up a spot. So if Nick Williams is in a spot where he's going to be healthy and able to help them, 
in week one or maybe even, you know, if they think week two. I, I think Nick Williams gets that fifth spot. After that, you've got a mess of Darius Jennings, Deontay Burnett, Devin Ross. I mean, Cameron Batson is a guy that's that's done a you, you know the, a, a name you've seen in preseason games. I, I think if they keep six, Darius, Darius Jennings is probably the sixth. But I wouldn't be willing to lay down a bunch of money on that. Yeah, just going back to the first preseason game, Darius Jennings started that game. Right. Uh, so that I mean, it tells me something. Uh, it, the Nick Williams thing is fascinating, though, because he's totally benefited from the Campanaro injury. Uh, you know, essentially, they're the same player. Right. Uh, a, a guy that can play out of the slot, uh, and that's just about all they can do, maybe give you something in the return game. Uh, so, yeah, Williams was having a nice camp before that injury. So uh, if he's if he's healthy, if he misses, what, a week or two, I could see him sticking around. It's just all going to depend on that injury information, which you know we don't have access to. Yeah, we're not going to get anything on that except for Wednesday we'll get a an amount of practice that he was able to participate in. So yeah. we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, all right, so right, but right now we're we're at six, so we kind of keep a running total. We got two quarterbacks, we got four running backs, we got six receivers. Because um, I, I think if we're going to do a fifty-three man roster projection. We probably should end up with fifty-three guys. Um, all right, so moving to tight ends, uh, this is another spot that there there could be a conversation about a fourth guy, but at this point, I would I would be kind of surprised. I, I think you end. I think they break camp or you know end up on Sunday, Saturday, whatever with Delaney Walker, John o. Smith, and Luke Stalker. That's it. I, I think they like Anthony Ferkser. I think they'll try to bring him back to the practice squad. But I don't know that he's done enough. And we talked to Hutton the other night, and he talked about the importance of a guy being able to be an inline blocker. Um, I'm not sure that Ferkser has shown enough that he's good enough at that. They feel like they're going to have to keep him on the active, you know, 53. Yeah, it's Walker and Stalker, your your two blockers there, and then you've got Johnny Smith there as your your kind of move tight end. Uh, so yeah, I, I think three makes sense. I can't justify keeping any more. I just don't know. Ferkser has done some decent things. I don't know if he's done enough to crack the 53, uh, and really nobody else under him has really challenged him. So three for me, I'd, I'd rather have a sixth receiver or a fourth running back. Yeah, absolutely. So um, moving on to the offensive line, the only thing I think that is an interesting conversation here is whether or not they're going to start Jack Conklin on PUP. Um, we, we haven't seen him do anything. I don't think he's going to play in week one. But the question is how close is he to being able to come back? Because I think if you put him on PUP, he can't practice with the team for six weeks, right? Yeah. And then a, you've got – Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then you've got a couple of weeks after that where you can – before you have to activate him. Um, I, I, I don't feel like he's six weeks away from being able to play. And so I think that if that's the case, if he's three weeks away from being able to play, you don't put him on PUP because then you've got three weeks where he's healthy where you can't use him. So I think that he starts on the active roster, but I think it's probably at least two weeks, uh, maybe a third week before he's able to play. Just because we haven't seen him do anything practice-wise. He's been out there. He's done some stuff on the side. Um, but again, you know, with us having zero information on this stuff, um, we don't really know, but for the purposes of this, we've agreed we're gonna we're gonna include him in the number, and so 
I, I think we, we talked to this. We, we both agreed eight offensive linemen um, with Conklin, Dennis Kelly, Josh Klein, Ben Jones, Quinn Spain, Taylor Lewan, uh Kevin Panfield, and Corey Levin. And, you know, the interesting thing there is if you look at injury stuff, I think Panfield is your swing guy. Uh, if Dennis Kelly were to go down while Conklin was still out, I think Panfield would fill in for him at right tackle. Um, if Taylor Lewan got hurt, I don't know what they would do as far as with Kelly and Panfield, who would play right and left, who would play right and who would play left. But I think Panfield also probably fills in at both guard spots. He's kind of that swing guy. And then you've got Corey Levin who can play center if something go if something happens with Ben Jones. So I think eight's a good number when you've got a couple of guys in there that are pretty versatile. Yeah, you you basically shared my thoughts. We're gonna get an injury update one way or another with Conklin, whether or not they they shut him down or uh, go ahead and activate him. So that should tell us how close he is. And, and look, the Titans need Jack Conklin. I think that's been glossed over uh, when you talk about this preseason performance. If you've got Dennis Kelly right there in right tackle, uh, that's that's not good because he's going to give up pressure. He's not very good. You see uh, Harold Landry beating him daily in practice. That's pressure in the face of Marcus Mariota. You know that that's something he can see. That's that's interrupting his his progression. That's that's hurting him going through his reads. So uh, Jack Conklin is a big key to this team, uh, and, and the quicker he can come back, the better. Yeah, okay, so that gets us with 23 offensive players. I think that's right. you got two quarterbacks, four running backs, six yeah. receivers, three tight ends, eight offensive linemen. Um, so 23 players, and then coming up after this, we will talk about the defensive side of the ball. All right, so on the defensive line, I think you've obviously got Daquan, Benny Logan, Jarrell Casey, Austin Johnson. So that's four guys there that are all, you know, absolutely locks to make the team. They probably end up with two more. Those guys, it's probably Wormsley and King after that. Um, but this is kind of a place where I could see them going a couple of different ways, but I think they end up with that number. Yeah, this is a spot where they keep King, you know, on Saturday – Maybe they cut King on Sunday to sign somebody. So I, I just, you know, we've talked about it before. This defensive line isn't very deep. I know Warmsley has really performed this preseason, but uh, David King doesn't. He doesn't do much for me. Uh, but they seem to like him, so I, I've got him on my list. But uh, there and, and receiver are really two spots where I can see John Robinson making a move. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a little. A little wiggle in there, so um, so we got five right there. So we I've got up with. I've got six. One play king. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And Austin John. Okay, yeah. So six guys there: Daquan, uh, Benny Logan, Jarrell Casey, Austin Johnson, Wormsley, and King. All right, so that's six there. Um, when we go to outside linebacker, obviously Derek Morgan, Brian Rackpo, Harold Landry. Um, or, you know, your guys, your locks to make the team. Uh, Correa, they traded for him a week ago. So I, I, I think he's here. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah, and then Sharif Finch. I think he's done enough that I think he's pretty solidly on this roster. Um, and then you're keeping one of Aaron Wallace and Josh Carraway. Who you got there? I've got Wallace. I, I don't have much 
to back that up on. Uh, admittedly, I haven't gone back and watched uh, uh, the preseason games, but Wallace is the guy that I've seen do more in the past. I think he's the more talented pass rusher. Uh, was really coming on uh, before he got hurt last year. So I'll keep six with Wallace being my sixth. Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense um, there. So, and that is as another spot I think that you know that John Robinson will be looking at players cutter in the league. I, I think that there's some wiggle room there uh, with that last spot. Moving to inside linebacker, uh, you've got Rashawn Evans, Wesley Woodyard, Jayon Brown, Will Compton, Darren Bates. I mean, five there. You good with that? That's pretty straightforward. I don't. I don't really see any any way that changes. I, I know Robert Spillane made some plays, but I don't think he's good enough to be on this. All right, moving on to the cornerbacks. Uh, it's kind of an interesting spot. The Titans have lost some depth there uh, with Ty Smith and Kalen Reed going to to IR. Uh, I think you've got your your top four locked in. Uh, obviously, Butler, Jackson, Ryan, and Sims. Uh, fifth guy is interesting. They've got a couple of names back there. Uh, most educated guest I can make there is Demontre Hurst, a uh, guy that made a couple of plays tonight, uh, and a guy that, that seems to be ahead of, of everyone else, uh, at least at the corner spot underneath him. So uh, I, I think they keep five there. I, I think that's a decently easy decision there. Uh, safety is is straightforward for me too as well. Uh, you got Bayard Vaccaro, Crookshank, uh, and, and Brendan Trywick, who's a special teams ace. I think you keep Kendrick Lewis. I think they like his veteran presence there. Uh, but it, it's interesting. I, I think having a conversation about Damon Webb uh, is a thing that'll happen. Uh, Webb offers obviously a little more upside than Lewis would. Uh, really probably only room for one there, but I think at the end of the day, it goes to Lewis. We are. Uh, so like I said, they've got until 3 o'clock on Saturday, uh, 3 o'clock Central Time, to get down to 53. Uh, if last year is any indication, um, we'll we'll see some cuts on Friday and then the rest to get to Saturday. And then, like I said, they'll be you got the 24 hours between when the, the 3 o'clock deadline on Saturday for guys to clear waivers, Titans can put their claims in. It's the same order as the draft, right? The waiver order is, I think. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, so they won't have, you know, there's a couple years they obviously had some pretty prime spots there. Um, not as high this year, but we'll just kind of see how that plays out. There'll be a couple guys. I don't think it's going to be, you know, five guys. I, I think two or three would be the number that I would be looking at. Like I said, just defensive line, receiver, um, maybe corner, uh, just, just some of the spots, edge guy, if they thought they found something that, that, that they could help them there. So that, that's kind of what I think they'll be looking at. So anyway, we'll be back. We'll kind of get on what will be our normal schedule next week. Um, we'll do a podcast Sunday night because the roster will be the roster and practice squad will be finalized pretty much for week one at that point. So we'll be back Sunday night. So you'll have a show this two Monday morning on the way in. Um, and then we'll do like four nights a week starting next week. And we'll have previews with other uh, locked on uh, hosts for different the different shows and that kind of stuff. We'll get all that stuff rolling uh, once we head into week one. So thank you for making it through the offseason with us. Uh, we're excited that we now have football to talk about. We appreciate people listening um, as much as they have over the last couple of weeks. Um, 
And so, like I said, going forward, we'll, we'll be here pretty much every day getting you ready for the game the Titans have on Sunday. So thanks for listening. Again, check us out at museummiracles.com. Follow us on Twitter at jmorrismcm, at tlambertfb. And subscribe to the podcast Locked on Titans. For Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.